well, this is the middle section in my head. So okay. I wanted you to talk about Trash Dorgan, which I think is like a great name, but is it just a random thing you thought of, or is there <laughs> no, a story behind not, it? Actually, we've got this kind of, we've almost got this spinal tap kind of rockumentary kind of uh, dispute, like a 70s rock band going into, you know, going into massive... Yeah, we were, we were already disputing yeah, the, the name, and um, I well, I remember the truth, in fact, actually. I remember my perception. I remember we were walking... Um, along Clerkenwell Green with the six pound beef stew in our hand. And, um, no, we weren't. We were. We were walking no. back from Clerkenwell Green. We had six pounds worth of beef in our hands. They were very good. beef uh, from Exmouth Market. Shameless plug. Yep, Exmouth Market for all your beefy needs. <laughs> the Ghanaian curries are bon appetit. Although I must admit, this, the spinach one was. What, <laughs> the spinach one was really good. Was it good? Yeah, yeah I like meat, the chickpeas spinach. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was lovely. I like variety in my life, yeah. But anyway. Gone. Lo and behold, in front of us, in a, like an area where people fly tip and chuck stuff away, we saw something, and I said, it's a trashed organ. Hello. 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 Sorry. Sorry, anyway. Sorry. It's all good fun. Yeah, Is there a way we can stitch the story together? I think we can, yeah. No one will ever know. Have a good night. See you later. Take yourself. Stage directions. Man walks in, takes coat, <laughs> leaves, takes <laughs> keys. Nice I don't think that was his coat. Good. He stole someone's coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my coat. That's really bad. Um, yes. So. That's really bad. We saw a trashed organ and the light shone upon us. <laughs> it wasn't your coat, was it? <laughs> Is he oh, no, it was your coat. <laughs> and the light turned out and Rob said, That's it! We should call it that! Didn't you, Rob? No, that's completely so far Why from the... Why are you taking credit for that? That is so far from the truth, it's unbelievable. Okay, I, now I, we're going to hear Rob's version of the events. Right, we did see the trash dog mood. We did have a £6 Guardian curry. Is it Guardian? I can't pronounce that word. But we did have a £6 curry in our hands. And we're walking past. See this organ, and it's completely wrecked. The, the thing was all a bit... Ski whiff and in fact, um, we'll explain this in a minute. Yeah, we will explain that in a minute. But um, yeah, it was all ski whiff, and I and I went look at that organ, and then you said it's trashed, or it's the other way around. <clears throat> Can't quite get this perception yeah. right. This is hazy in my own way. But the but, bottom yeah. line is, we mm. have trashed organ. I then uh, proceeded to spend the next five minutes going trashed organ. Down I think I did that. Oh, I think oh. we both did it. We're both so entwined we did it. But we've got some details about Trashed Organ, and we've got a little blurb that we'll read. Oh, it's brilliant, though, because that, that evening we, we got a bit drunk in the office, and uh, and then we nicked, we nicked a camera from the creative department <laughs> and ran out in the rain and took pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, we do have some good rainy pictures of ourselves, yeah. just basically... Lying over this organ like women do on cars in those magazines. Putting our notebooks down. Yeah, it? flopping the notebook out and the cups of coffee on it. and uh, Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Stubbing cigarettes out on it. Yeah. Well, that was me. But. We, we really yeah. kind of abused that organ. It, it was... Um, oh, we it, trashed it. It never worked again, actually. I mean... I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It, it was... It was, it was, it, it was so traumatised that it left the next day. Yeah. It was Someone gone. picked it up, threw in tip. Gone. Forever. Oh, uh, but yeah, but... Um, oi. Oh, I'm Could you to... tell that we read that oh, straight off paper? <laughs> no, of course we just got that off our head. We yeah, totally. Anyway. 
So what would you like to talk about now? Oh, now. Um, oh, this is personal stuff. It, it appears, yeah, it seems like you know each other. Actually, you know, when I thought about each of you for the podcast, that's just when I'd seen you and I thought, oh, they were good poets. And I, actually, I didn't actually know that you actually knew each other. So, you know. We know each other well. That's the impression I get. Oh, don't say that. That's so, <laughs> so wrong. Well, before yeah. you describe yourself as like conjoined twins or something, which I'm because no one's going to know because they can't see you, so they are actually stuck together. I'm trying to separate. We're like Evelyn and Evelyn. Oh, shameless plug again. Yeah. Very good album. Mm. I quite like it. Chicken man, chicken man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't be performing that. No. Any Evelyn and Evelyn songs. No, we won't be. Though I did see on YouTube the other day some kids in America doing it, and they were brilliant. Oh, mate, I've got such an idea for that. Sorry, to answer your question... You can um, tell me the fictitious version or the true version. Well, the fictitious version is that we met at university. Um, and we were in a couple of plays together, and I said that John looks about 12 because of his luscious chestnut locks. And he couldn't grow a beard. Who's going to be laughing when they're 30? <laughs> what are you going to be doing then, old man? I'm going to be fat. Even though you're younger than me. I'm so that. fat. I've got it in the jeans. But yes, uh, I said that he looks about 12. Um, he then didn't speak to me for a while. Yeah. And I was often drunk, so uh, I didn't really speak to you much. And then, um, lo and behold, we ended up uh, cast opposite each other in another show. Mm. Uh, where you had to kill me, which you did with a bit too much gusto. Yeah. Yeah, I had to stab Rob several times with a fencing sword. Yeah, that hurt. And um, after that, we both went our separate ways to London and uh, met up in a pub when I was dressed like Eddie from Rocky Horror Picture Show for some unknown reason. Well, it's not an unknown reason, I was seeing the show. Um, but we met in a pub Mate. quite randomly this and then, fictitious version is boring yeah okay well the real no, okay, make something up no no the real version you tell the obviously truth. the real version is uh, we, we met on top of a mountaintop no we didn't that's a lie no it's not we met that scary mansion in university you know where I used to go when it rained a lot and pick up toads oh yes see I was a bit of a fiend uh, I just got off the opium uh, which meant that I was looking for some sort of drug. That's a lie, you didn't say opium. I did, I chased the dragon. It's all good. And uh, yeah, so I used to try and find these toads that you could lick and give you a high. Sounds like a Simpsons episode. Was it? Well, my skin was yellow, but I think that's because of the opium. Or jaundice. Yeah, yeah, uh, so I'm sure it was on a hill. Yeah. I think often me and Rob are bumbling fools who finish each other's sentences. I don't quite know where we met and I don't quite know why we met, but something tells me he's going to be with me for a long time. And I'm not sure whether I like that. Okay, that makes me sound like some crazy, like, spilled milk stalker. I think you're more of a fungus, actually. Yeah, I do. I remember having, I once lived in a house that had mushrooms grow, growing in the basement or on the wall. You're a bit like one of those mushrooms. Yeah, well, you're... Yeah. I can't think of any insults. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good during the working day. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I'll call you every Try not to swear. Uh, yeah, try <laughs> not to swear. I do that enough in poetry. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so, yes, uh, I am a fungus growing on the uh, windowsill of John. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was crying then. I was crying. Um, <laughs> 
both very, very lovely stories. Thank you for sharing. That's that's okay. You can cut as much we as may you cut want. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, read it, listen. They are. Yeah. I think they're only listening to it. That's one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get my mate to do it, so there's four now. But the four people that will be listening to this... Who's your mate? You've got a mate? Yeah, it's not you. What mate have you got? Um, it's a second... What other mate? It's a secondary fungus. I'm your only mate. <laughs> it's just four. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you, you try to clone that? yourself? Huh? Did you try to clone yourself? Um, once. Didn't work. Could you have the kind of false arrogance that I think would lend itself to that? Yeah, that was... The character assassination. Yeah, it's amazing how spilled milk invites people they don't like on a personal level. That's always the way, you know, when you go to see a band and like their ama- their music's made, but you see them in like the, the lead singers are twat, like the Strokes, for example. I've never met the Strokes. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the pop. He's like, like personal experience. No, he doesn't know, he's an idiot though. Anyway, it no, happens a lot with music, but never with poetry. Yeah. No, no, you know, um, no, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> I will go out on a limb and say that I, I have been and and watched poetry and because it's kind of it's more personal than, than music you know music is is so much more an obvious construction so when you see a person on stage uh, doing poetry or performance poetry you can think to yourself they poured a lot more of themselves into this than it's different, isn't it? Yeah, but musicians got something hard. That's the thing. I've got performance poetry and, and kind of like mm-hmm. listen to some people, and I won't name names, John, uh, and thought that you're an absolute cock. Really? Well, I didn't know you felt that way. Okay. Oh, speaking of um, performance, sorry. Um, do you? I was going to say. Oh, I was going to ask you. So, how long have you been performing? Because I only saw you the one time. Because I'm not a real fan. I'm just a one-time fan. I've been performing for a while, um, but in weird bursts, I do little bursts, like every year I have a little burst and then it disappears. Um, I used to perform a lot when we lived in Lancaster, um, yeah, in like Kendall and Manchester and stuff. Um, I haven't been performing that long. I had a brief spell where I, I read uh, Open Mic and it really didn't go down well, partly because uh, there was 40 odd poets in the night, you remember this night? Yeah. There were 40-odd poets in the night, and it was a day before Valentine's Day, so a lot of people had a lot of stuff to get off their chests. Uh, I was poet number 39, and I was so tired, I just couldn't do it. And I was reading off paper as well, which I I didn't really enjoy. You can't expect a good response at number 39, can you? No. So then I took a a break, and I came, came back to performance poetry, uh, did a few that got a few laughs, got a few laughs, and and then uh, yeah, decided to kind of like start stepping up that. So started injecting rhythm and rhyme, which is often hated. Um, Here's a true story. I, I cut my teeth with a group called the Wild and Impress, who were based in Cumbria. A true group, and uh, led by a, a poet called Victoria Bennett. And uh, I remember performing with them up at the uh, Poetry and Sexuality Conference, um, and that was enjoyable. I was the token man. I carried their books. You sacrificed at the end. Yep. Brilliant. But how was it, like, your, for each of you, your first performance? Did it go well, or do you not remember? Um, I can't remember. I think it went well. Yeah. I think my first performance where I... Um, I looked more to the performance element rather than kind of like 
uh, cathartic kind of angsty poetry was yeah it was only about what's it June May May it was only about the start of this year so it was a while ago and it went down really it went down actually quite well um, I think I wrote a I think I wrote Central Line at that point which is a which is one that basically takes the piss out of career people in London and uh, got a few laughs from the uh, the unemployed people in the audience. So yeah, I think that was good. How did you know they were unemployed? This is this is obviously just a general smell. Just yeah, the general. <laughs> but like, to, are you aware of the audience? Like, can you get, get do you get a feeling of whether they like you or not? Like what their reactions, or do you just blank it all out and just? Sort of I sometimes find one of the perceptions with with poetry is is one of enormous elitism, which you know it's like theatre. People go to the theatre and, and they feel they must act a certain way. It's the same with poetry. I like it when people whoop and holler. I love it's that. It's quite an American thing. It's like when you listen to the recordings of the Beats and like Alan Ginsberg and yeah. Carol, you know, that game, you know, reading and people are like, yeah, come on, woo! Yeah, man! We know what you're doing about. Yeah, sort of, big up, that's great. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how, yeah, man, and he's the man, as in the man. Yeah, the man's got you down. You don't get so much of that in, in London. You no, know, not people really. are quite quiet. But that's what's quite good about slam stuff. Slam stuff's a bit, you know, more like yeah, no, slam stuff is a bit spur. It's a bit more, you know, kind of. Not that we're really slam poets, though, as you probably yeah. can tell. I mean, um, like I, I, they kind of like hush silence, and and some of it is also. I mean, if you get if you get a clique of poets together and say you're performing, then poets will appreciate it, obviously. But often I find that poets will either either leave after their set, which is one of the big annoyances, or uh, so they don't hear anyone else. Or if you're like me and slightly neurotic, you will spend the first, like the, the three before you, worrying that you're going to be called up after a certain good poet. And then you spend that much time worrying that you, in, in, in essence, never listen. So if you're ever on, uh, if you're ever on three poets before me, I apologise. Please send me your manuscripts, <laughs> and I will in fact. I bet sometimes <laughs> you get that sort of, uh, you know, if you're on a, a reading with long lot of poets, you get that sort of post reading buzz where you come off and you don't hear anything anyone's saying anyway because you're too busy rec replaying what you've just done over in your head. Analyzing. Yeah, and sort of just like, mm, you know. Which is what we'll be doing uh, after this podcast. Listening to our horrid voices. Oh, no, I don't intend to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm just going to, you know... Put it out there, yeah. Yeah.